Welcome to the Experience Oriented Fitness Podcast, where we explore how our experiences can be a powerful source of insight into how we create fitness results that last a lifetime. I'm your host, Coach Caleb, and on today's episode, I will be answering the question, what problem is it that we're trying to solve with Experience Oriented Fitness? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, I suppose, whenever you've hit play on this podcast. Uh, Regardless, thank you for tuning in and um, being interested in what we're exploring here with respect to experience orientation towards fitness. And um, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Why do we need this experience orientation? Hasn't fitness been working well enough? Um, I mean, if you look around enough and you see kind of the state of the fitness industry in terms of you know, um, are we getting healthier? Are we seeing people achieve their fitness goals? And also, are we even seeing divergence in people that are working in the industry? There's so much, you know, extremism and polarity and fighting between those two sides. Uh, It can be sometimes difficult to say that we are doing a good job. But um, I'm not trying to solve the problem of the fitness industry. I'll tell you that much. What I am trying to solve is the problem that is there is a pervasive approach to fitness that is unbalanced. So what I mean by that is that if you have a scale that is balanced, right, um, or that is unbalanced, a scale that is measuring balance, I suppose we could say, the scale is tipped far too far in the direction of structure and rigidity with not enough room for what I call flexibility and receptivity. So what that means is that when we're looking at fitness if you let's just say buy a fitness program you're not even working with a coach that's the epitome of structure right it and rigidity it is giving you how to create your macros let's say what workouts to do when the amount of time you spend doing it, how much cardio to do, so on and so forth. There is a very rigid structure and your job as the consumer of that product is to fit that rigidity into your life, right? So you have to make space for exactly that process in your life. And to me, that is too far in one direction. And when you can, what you can see with something that's so far in the rigidity and structure direction is when you're done, let's say you do the program and you succeed, the problem arises once you've done that because you may not know how to transition into normal life because a program that's made to help you, let's say, lose fat is not a program that's made to help you live life and live at maintenance. It doesn't teach you that. And because you haven't been learning, you've just been applying a very strict structure, which, yes, can be a very effective way to produce results. You're not going to be able to maintain that and work it into your life with ease or perhaps without guidance, of course, there will be people that there are exceptions to every rule, and this isn't even a rule. Um, That's going to be very difficult, right? So, and then we look at even coaching. Let's look at coaching, which is not so far structured, but often what happens is the coach meets the client, assesses the client individually. So let's talk about like, this is like high level coaching, like good coaches that I would want to coach me. 
assess the client's individuality. You know, we even have people looking at blood work and doing all these things nowadays, which is another topic of discussion. But we have all of these things. And then what happens is they provide you your program, but it's so much your program that it is structured and rigid again. So it's kind of like I am a, I'll just use myself as an example back when I was banking. I'm a banker. I go to work at 8 a.m. I leave on a good day at like six. Some days I'll work till 10, depending on the busyness and the season that we're in. But that, you know, and then maybe I have X percent body fat and I'm Y height with Y with XYZ eight weight. I don't know, you know what I'm saying. I have unique metrics and the program is unique to me. It's unique to my my gym, all of that. But the fact remains that I need to eat a certain amount of food and do certain things to get to my results. And here's the thing. We are not bucking the trend or the necessity of rigidity and structure because you may hear that and be like, well, I like to produce results. I need to, let's say it's fat loss, get into a calorie deficit. And if I don't want to lose muscle, I need to resistance train. Okay. Yes. All of that's true. I'm not saying it's not true. What I am saying is that we are too far swung in that direction. And so then the other side of the scale that I'm proposing is one of flexibility and receptivity. And that's really important because if it's just flexibility, coaches can build that in. But the ironic thing is when you build in flexibility, you can actually build that into the program in a rigid way. And so you're not escaping the problem, you're actually exasperating it by building in flexibility, especially if you stay married to the idea of rigidity. But what we get from flexibility and receptivity is very different. And I will explain that more in future podcasts when I deal with kind of like how we solve this problem. But I'm really just trying to identify the problem right now. And what flexibility and receptivity on its whole, um, you know, its polar opposite of, you know, buying a program online, that would be doing absolutely nothing. And kind of not only um, not pursuing your goals, but kind of being absolutely apathetic towards health and fitness where, you know, you just don't even care and you are not going to train, not because you're actively against it, just you don't care and you're going to eat whatever you want and all of those things. And, you know, again, people can live in that. There are exceptions to the rules. Um, however, that is usually, you know, a little bit too far in that direction. And what I see is the first common problem of, this unbalanced approach is what I call the health and fitness roller coaster, which is really the oscillation between those two extremes, right? So, you know, there are four components to the health and fitness roller coaster. And the health and fitness roller coaster, before I dive too deep into this, is the first of like three common problems or symptoms, I guess you could say, of the unbalanced approach that I see with my clients. Um, the first one is health and fitness roller coaster, then burnout, and then what I call the lack of internal resource development. But I will get to those. Um, but first, back to the health and fitness roller coaster. There are four phases, and um, this isn't specific to health and fitness roller coasters, but rather roller coasters. Um, so there's the ascent, the peak, the descent, and the trough. Now, the ascent is, let's take, for example, this person is buying this 
structured program, this really rigid thing. It's a PDF. They buy that. That's kind of like right at the ascent, right? And they're starting to climb. And as they implement those strategies, they're getting results. And they keep rising, keep rising, keep rising until maybe they get all of their results. Let's say that you go from 20% body fat to 8% body fat over six months by executing this program perfectly. That's the peak. You are there. There's nowhere else to go, unfortunately, but down. Now, again, I'm generalizing. So there are exceptions to these rules, but we've reached the peak. And, you know, the peak is not going to be on any roller coaster. You don't stay at the peak very long, right? So what happens now is there's that difficulty that I kind of already alluded to between how do I transition from the ascent into maintenance, right? Into staying at the peak. But that's kind of the problem is in that super rigid structure, it is rigidly tracked for the ascent to get you your fat loss goals. But, you know, if you, many people can attest to this, if you're losing fat and you get very lean and you just keep running that program, eventually you're going to run yourself into the ground. And so we either will have the descent begin with that, the continual running into the ground, and that's going to cause you to start slipping. Or there's kind of a confusion and you don't really know how to balance flexibility. So you try to bring in flexibility and receptivity, but you don't really understand how to balance it because you haven't been taught the principles. And that begins the descent. And the descent is this kind of clawback. And, you know, we have always like that's been a hot topic in fitness and health is kind of like this idea of like people that don't people that lose weight don't keep their results. Right. Like it's that kind of thing. And it is true in many cases. Cases, and this is a one of the reasons, of course, I'm not saying it's the root cause or even a, you know, big, huge factor, but I do see it occurring in people often that one of the reasons is they just are kind of lost here and then they start to decline, right? And the hard thing about the clawback is most people don't just give up and go into free fall. Most people are really trying on the descent and that's why it's not a straight drop, right, to hold on. Right. So it's like you're you're continuing to run this program that's running you into the ground like you're still working hard. It's just running you into the ground. And eventually, if you run yourself into the ground physiologically enough, that's going to work into the psychology and you are probably going to burn out. And then the same thing happens is with this trying to balance these opposites of rigidity and structure and flexibility and receptivity and getting confused and going too far in one direction or the other, you maybe become frustrated. You might burn out from that or you might just lose progress and kind of get discouraged. And that leads you to the fourth and final phase, which is the trough. And the trough is kind of where, you know, if this has gone maximally poorly, we're in burnout. We don't want to move from our, um, from this place very easily. Maybe we are starting to feel, you know, some mental health struggles. Um, our results are gone or they're about to be, and we're just not feeling engaged. We don't want to, we've completely rejected the old program. We know it didn't work. We've, we've grieved that. And now we're kind of in no man's land. And from the trough, obviously, the next phase again is to repeat and go into the ascent. But from the trough is where people often are seeking out new fitness uh, programs, new coaches, and so on. 
So the next phase or the next problem is burnout. Um, and I've kind of already discussed that, right? But burnout is, you know, a real problem. And um, in fitness, you know, it, it often looks like, you know, you just don't want to go to the gym. Your motivation's gone. You don't want to track your food. You don't want to even pay attention to it. You're just completely done with that right and that's really serious and that happens like so the reason i have it as the second thing even though it's included in the health and fitness roller coaster is because it is a very pervasive problem it is where people end up when they're switching coaches and many people that i work with have had multiple coaches and have been in the trough maybe not necessarily burnout but have been there the final one is this lack of internal resource development. And again, we can use the example of the rigid and structured program. The rigid structured program is an external object that tells you how to get fit. And if you follow it and go onto its track, you will become fit. That is the value proposition of that program. But where I see a huge problem, and this is why the health and fitness roller coaster is a problem, is because that is a solely external source or external resource in getting fit. So basically, we can get fit so long as we have that program. You take the program away, and again, we're talking in um, a model here, so we're making assumptions that this person's relying on the program exclusively. You take the program away, and now that person has no idea how to do fitness unless they are, you know, maybe from memory reiterating that program. And the same thing happens with coaching, right? So if you get into a coaching relationship where the coach is just telling you what to do and just telling you to keep pushing and telling you to follow the program, the only difference is now that external resource is the coach, not the program, right? So now you've, you're, you're a step closer to internal resource development, but the coach is the external resource. And what we do to overcome this or, or, and what the problem is there is that there's no internal gauge and that's extremely important. If I, let's say I'm going on the health and fitness roller coaster, I'm on the ascent and rather than just running the program, running the program, running the program, I listen to my body, right? So I say, oh man, I'm starting to feel like if you had listened to last week's podcast about me and my journey, I was saying that at one point in my program, I couldn't lift my legs to walk. Man, if only I had listened to my body and been like, you know, but what I did is I reached out to the coach and I told him and he was like, you just got to push through. That's normal. And it's like, maybe if I just don't care about myself and want to get lean at the expense of everything else, it's normal, but it is not normal. Right. And so if I had listened to my body at that point, it probably would have been stop exercising as much or bring up your food a little bit. And it, what it would have done is it would have staved off the peak and subsequent descent into the trough. Now, let's not get it twisted. You still will go through those phases. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to make the peaks flatter and the troughs shallower. And over time, we're not roller coastering, we're just traveling, right? And in terms of the vertical um, axis, right? We're just going up and down, but not in extreme ups and not extreme downs. We're more balanced and we're going through that. And that can happen by developing internal resources that give you signals of, you know, when is this ascent coming to an end? Are you at the peak? Oh no, you're starting to descend. What can you 
change. And what you can do is you can pull yourself out of those, you know, straight lines that are going to be only changed, you know, like the only way the ascent changes in the rigid, highly structured situation is when the peak arrives. And then the only way that the peak ends is because the descent necessarily arri arrives. There's nowhere else to go. And so those are the three problems, right? We've got health and fitness roller coaster, burnout, and lack of internal resource development. And you can see how they all play with one another. Now, how experience-oriented fitness addresses these problems um, is a bottom-up approach from the way that I had had talked uh, or had talked through them. So the first thing you do is you orient to your experience. So emphasis on your experience and that orientation is going to develop internal resources. It's not I'm doing this program and I'm getting these results physically. It's I'm doing this program, getting these results physically, and this is the experience that I'm having about it. For instance, back to me dragging my feet. I am doing this program. I am getting results physically. I'm getting very lean and I am hating every second of it and I am losing physical energy, and here's the key, and that matters. That's telling me something. So you use your experience to develop internal resources, right? Then you are using those internal resources to avoid the extremes like pushing way too far and eventually resulting in burnout and losing kind of the thread of what is creating fitness for you versus what is just, you know, naturally going to create fitness in anyone because it's extreme. Um, and then the key is that understanding, so by using that internal resource, you kind of get to orient yourself in where you are in the health and fitness roller coaster. Like I said, we're kind of always on it. We're just changing the way that it goes. Um, and by understanding where you're at and understanding that each of these positions, ascent, peak, descent, um, and troth, those all represent valuable experiences. And I kind of had talked about that when, you know, we're asking, we're, we're, or we're going through, I get, I'm on this program, I'm getting these results, this is my experience, and it matters. It is valuable. So on our next episode, what I'm going to go through is I'm going to start walking us through the three tenets of experience-oriented fitness. And those are that one, we need to keep it real. We need to do this in an environment um, that is accurately reflecting the life that we want to live. Two, we need to be in the body and ground ourselves in the body. And this is just a direct pointing to an internal resource that's available to us that many people aren't using. Um, and then the third one is we need to experience it. The process, experiencing the process is what drives sustainable results. So I'm going to do a three-part series on those tenets in the next, in the upcoming episodes. Um, so other than that, I hope you have a great day and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Experience Oriented Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and found it valuable, please share it with the people in your life that you think would benefit from this information. If you don't have anyone in mind, I encourage you to take a screenshot of the episode, throw it up on your favorite social media feed, and if that happens to be Instagram, tag me with the handle at Coach Caleb K. 
Lastly, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect. Send me a question about the episode or your favorite part of the episode via DM on Instagram at Coach Caleb K. Until next time.